This is Eldritch Buds, an actual play Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition podcast. What's up, Eldritch Buddies? Sitting at the virtual table with me tonight is... Scott. Got his heart ripped out of his bag of holding. Hayes. Wills. The level 7 sorcerer rogue Zed, who doesn't really care about aura at all. Speedy. The Bowtie Battlebot, Chode. Bebo. The Tiny Tinker Gnome Grimble, whose new blooming gnomish friendship was cut short. It was a bloomin' Funyun. Oh, oh, bloomin' Funyun. And Josh. The wet, vulture-like badger of Ardoth, Jinxie. You say vulture-like? <laughs> Are you circling a corpse? S- slowly losing hair on the top of its head. Oh, like okay. I thought you were going to eat Diedrich. Like a buzzard. Oh I was just God. waiting for you to just... <laughs> so, okay. Maybe Jinxie already has. I don't That's know. why he's losing wow. his hair, so he can more efficiently <laughs> plunge into carcasses. Yeah. Uh, and I'm the DM, Connor. Uh, I hate going last. I hate following <laughs> that. He's also going vulture mode. do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's hit it, boys. Hey everyone, we just wanted to shout out our friends, the Tabletop Misfits. For those unfamiliar, the Tabletop Misfits are a group of friends brought together by storytelling. Check out their players as they venture through a variety of TTRPGs during weekly streams. They also host tabletop-related chats and an assortment of other programs as well. All of their shows are streamed live on Twitch at 9pm Eastern Standard Time, currently on Wednesdays and Sundays. So grab a pint of your favorite spirit and go hang out. They would love to have you. Also, make sure to follow them on Instagram and Twitch. Now, back to the episode. Previously on Eldritch Buds, in the wake of Diedrich's murder, our heroes start to investigate what happened. Grimble finds that the cause of death was a poison-tipped dart, and Zed finds out that the wound is on the right side of Diedrich's neck. At the request of Alistair, Zed starts to question everyone one by one so they can find out who murdered Diedrich. While sniffing the body in badger form, Jinxie finds a very familiar smell in the air. He follows it into the trophy room, where he finds the skin pelt of his brother Finkel. Seeing his brother's dead body overwhelms Jinxie as he turns back into Loxodon form. Thankfully, Chode, Hayes, and Aura are able to calm him down, and Jinxie turns back into a badger as the investigation resumes. While interrogating Funyun, Chode notices an eye logo on Funyun's armor that looks exactly like the one the bandits who stole Emily were wearing. When Jode asks about the logo, Funyun reveals the name of his master, Tyok. After a few attacks from Funyun confirming he was the one who killed Diedrich, Chode throws him to Axelrod, who horrifically murders Funyun. In the aftermath of Funyun's demise, Hayes and Zed notice Aura and Jimothy are missing. When they catch up to Jimothy, he informs them that Aura ran off and shows Hayes his destroyed bag of holding. Jimothy says Aura must have plundered through it when she ran to the bathroom earlier. When Hayes arrives, everything from his bag is on the floor of the bathroom. He finds everything there except five of his potions from the Arcane Guild and the Wyrex Ring. As he picks up Aura's scarf, he notices that her name wasn't Aura Tovanash, but Aura Wyrex. What could this mean for our heroes? Who or what is Tyok? Let's find out. So the party ended before it really began. Diedrich was murdered. Everyone was questioned. It appears that you caught the individual responsible, the quiet Funyun, who served a beholder he referred to as Tyok. Before you could get any more info from him, he was tossed like a barbecue sauce covered piece of chicken to a rabid dog in Axelrod, who tore him in half. Uh, Funyun managed to do a little bit of damage to the main room and injured a few individuals, including Alistair. And in the midst of all the chaos, Aura Torvenash was able to slip away into the night. But not before you realize that she took Hayes' pack in the darkness and rummaged through and stole some of his goods, including the mysterious Wyrex ring. It's a hard thing to say. Before we do anything... I do need to know, group, what is the plan? Is anybody chasing Aura? Are you regrouping in the main room? Where's your attention tonight? 
So Zed, I mean, did bolt after Aura in an attempt to catch her. However, due to his lack of speed and stamina, uh, she's gone and he has no interest in really chasing her down because she looks pretty fast. <laughs> like a high school sprinter. <laughs> or any sprinter, really. I don't yeah. think exclusively high school ones are the fastest. Yeah, I'm just using ones. adjectives. It's my job, you know. Is high school an adjective? <laughs> it is now. It it's is gone. in that function. <laughs> Yeah. I don't... I disagree. Okay. So no, so no aura chasers <laughs> is what I'm hearing. Okay. Um, in that case, a little bit of time has passed since all this has occurred. And in the meantime, some of the king's hammers have arrived and have investigated the situation as best they can. And they have deemed that no further investigation is to occur. They are content with your... Uh, with your work here at the party and it didn't hurt that one of the king's hammers cast speak with dead on funyan and was able to coax a confession out of him oh all right that's neat didn't know we could do that we can't <laughs> yeah, <you> can. <laughs> some, some magic people maybe should be learning this but there's a few yeah. of us in the meantime, Alistair's been healed, and he did mention that he would like to speak with you lots uh, at some point before you depart, but he understands that that might not be top priority right now. So given all of that, and given where you are as a party, what would you like to do? Jode uh, wants to make sure that he's holding on to Funyan's armor. Like, I want to make sure I, that the ward, like the King's Hammers didn't take it with them. Yep, that's fine. So you are now in possession of uh, of the armor. You know what? What I'll say is roll me either a sleight of hand or a stealth roll with advantage um, to see uh, if, if you can get away with it. It's going to be a low roll. Okay. Because that is a uh, piece 12. of the evidence. 12. 12 is just one more than what you needed. So yes, you got, uh, you got away with that big guy. Nice. I guess Chode also would have, uh, like, kind of high-fived Axelrod after ripping Funyan in half. That shows him for trying to do some weird, freaky magics on me. <sighs> yeah, no, totally. Um, God, you ever just see a little clearer after... <sighs> Never mind. Uh, it's a good oh, day. I, I, I get you. I, I, get, I understand. <sighs> Come here. He, he comes in for a hug. He's covered covered in schmutz still. Um, uh, all right. I'll like pat him on the head as he like hugs me. Okay, perfect. What's everybody else up to? Uh, Grimble remembers during their um, conversation earlier, Funyun kind of pulled out a notebook. Um, so he's going to go over to uh, where the massacre was and see if he can find said notebook. Okay, Grimble, what I will say is kind of in the area where Chode uh, disarmored uh, Funyun, you do see a pack of some stuff there. I'll say that it's not going to be an investigation rule to find the obvious notebook that he had. Um, however, what I will say is I'm going to need an investigation uh, or general intelligence rule to investigate like what is actually written in here because... Like any good gnomish scribe, there is a little bit of a code. That is an 18 for investigation. Noise. Yeah, so with an 18, you absolutely crack that code. And in general, you can see that this is really more of just like a daily agenda notebook, just a place to make observations and write them down. Um, he does make reference to the fact that as a knowledge cleric, a lot of what he does know with his studies is uh, like written up up in his head right he's got an excellent memory but these are a couple of things that you might find interesting so of note grimble you see that the first note he had was alistair interesting story we'll investigate at next possible free moment um but as you're thumbing through you don't there's not a lot of uh, things that jump off the page you know there's a couple of uh, recipes and songs and poems that he likes but near the front of the journal, um, kind of one of his first notes that he wrote, 
is what an incredible being. A creature who rules from the shadows with intelligence and guile, surrounding herself with pets measured by their wit. Her gaze fills me with immense wonder and purpose. Finally, someone I can fully serve whose purpose I believe in. You also find this note. Once Diedrich has been killed, alter memory of the Loxodon to confess murder. Red Hand Band is arrested, stopping them from being an obstacle to any more of Tyok's plans. What? Oh. Damn. Uh, can I do like an insight roll or something to see if this um, person he was more that he wrote in his journal about was Aura by chance? Like, would I be able to pick that up? Ooh, that's a nat 20. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Dope. With, with a nat 20, uh, you get the sense that the placement of this note in the journal being in a much different part of the book than that you found the Alistair note and the note about the kind of murder. You actually get the sense that this is talking about Tyok. Okay. Um, I'm going to take the notebook back to the guys. Um, I think we might have a problem here. According to this, it looks like we're being set up. And I'm going to show them the part where they're going to try to frame the Loxodon Jinxie. Oh my god. How did they know I was here? I, I guess Tyok knows we have a giant elephant. Um, Zed is just going to say, like, okay, uh, and we'll make sure to keep this to yourself because of the King's Hammer that are mounted around. We piss and find out we have a Loxodon with us. Probably be problems for, for him. It is written in Gnomish code. Still hearing this, I'm going to put the notebook away. Um, I'm going to tear out one of the recipes, though, and keep that separate in my pocket. <laughs> okay. Uh, roll a d20. Don't add anything. 19. Oh, oh nice. Uh, you get a, a banana bread recipe. Oh, <laughs> favorite. Hell yeah. Do we know whose banana bread recipe? Like, was this like a gnome grandma's? Like, we know it's good, or is this like is it he signed? was like Funyun was like tinkering <laughs> with a new recipe, and it's probably shit. no. Uh, you, it doesn't say uh, like Granny's finest or anything like that, so you don't know. <laughs> it's like a gnome named Dole. It's like Dole's banana yeah. bread. Yeah, Dole's yeah, yeah. banana bread. That's canon. It's Dole's banana bread. Nice, Granny Dole. You guys would hear at this point then, like a soft but high-pitched wail emanating from the general direction of the bathroom, and like a very like a bizarre beluga? scraping oh. sound. Um, and Hayes has not been here the whole time, obviously, so thanks for checking in on someone who's clearly in crisis, but uh, <laughs> struggling to pull... He's got all his stuff back together and struggling to pull the captain's log into the room. <laughs> Ace is just going to be like, hey. <laughs> How'd the party go for you guys? <laughs> we, uh, we going or what? What the hell is that thing? You can it's see a bunch of King's work. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it words? Uh, no, it's art. Oh, do you mind if we have a, a peek? Sure, but just remember that it's subjective, and just because you think it means something, it might not mean that. Oh, that's why I asked if it was words. I can't read. Like I said, it's art. But there you go. Oh, wow, look at the squiggles. That's a... There's an engraving of a baby, and then the baby takes a swim in a barrel? <laughs> yeah. That is just a fun time, you know? It's a good way to keep your babies fresh and looking healthy. 
and there's there's another King Samer who sounds the exact same, who is like, <laughs> no, clearly, actually, that is two different babies. You can tell by the line work on the artists here. You're quite good, actually. And he's, I'm just like he's, swiveling he between the... the two of them, not sure which one's talking right now. <laughs> yeah. Th- Over here, you. son. Over here. Thank you. I was kind of settled to looking sort of vaguely between them. Just, ah, yes. Thank you. Well, uh, carry on. Thank you. Uh, yeah, and they leave. Gonna... To like five feet away because they have things to look at. Crimes to investigate five feet away. <laughs> crimes <laughs> itself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice little break from the uh, gore and such. That's right. Oh, just a little bit of art amongst all the brevity. Who says this job doesn't have a good work-life balance? <laughs> the other one's like, me, I do. This, we're always working. It's just terrible. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to plunk the captain's log down on the table. Um, did I did I miss anything when I was just getting my stuff together? Do we know where we're going next? Does anyone have an idea? Get it. What do you mean, getting your stuff together? Oh, I thought my wails of pain would just convey what's happened and the fact that I'm dragging something you've never seen me carry. Do you remember there was a, a rather ravenous vixen who seemed quite enamored with me at that dinner? I... Okay. No, I can't say... Can't say I remember anyone like that. She... He pauses for a second and just remembers her scent as he's holding the scarf that he's got still. (laughs) Aura led me on a journey that took me through a lot of highs and a lot of lows. And it has ended in heartbreak. And it has ended in this. And I'm going to dramatically flourish my bag out and stick my hand up through it to show the cut she's put in the bottom. Oh, shit. Do you guys remember the Wyrex ring? Oh, shit. So did they. I'm going to flip the scarf around so they can see the name, like the little name tag that was on it. Uh-oh. You're telling me that they got their ring back. I'm telling you that I'm not 100% sure her feelings were genuine, and I'm just very confused. All right. I'm sorry you got played by... Thank you. We, our, our timetable has moved up. We need to get to Pithos a lot faster because now we have Grim, we stole Grimble back without paying some. And all the leverage we had with the rings is now gone. And they maybe, know that we had it. Like a, maybe it's so, like a 50-50. Well, I think they have it back now. I'm assuming I thump my finger on that. I feel like they have it back now. So maybe it's like an even Stevens situation. Does the Wyrex do even Stevens? Oh, oh no. Okay. No, no, no. Okay. We, we should... Uh, where's Alistair? Alistair, we, let's do what you need to do. Let's... Okay, are we doing... I'm gonna go to the my chat with Cho and be like, are we doing the thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, let's kick it off. Then I'm gonna try to gather just the rest of the band. Just make sure everyone's here and in the room. What are we doing? Just, just, we're, we're going to talk to Alistair and we're going to try to find our way into Pythos, possibly tonight. Yeah, I, th- I thought that was the plan when you said That is Alistair. the plan. Yeah. So, yeah. We okay. just were on board. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, perfect. We call out into the empty caverns of the mansion for Alistair, forgetting where he is and possibly that he's with <laughs> us. <laughs> <laughs> Good. He was Christ, in the man. huddle the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> he thought he was being. Why are you so loud, my my dear boy? <laughs> I say, Alistair. First up, I'm so sorry that Funny ruined your party. That was not very cool of him. Uh, thank you again for being a gracious host and inviting us. I know you were worried about some people thinking you might be a a little off your rocker about what you've been seeing at night but I want you to know that we believe you and if possible we'd like to try to see it too do you think you could help us with that with a direct approach like that you would make a fine savage control society member my dear boy I say the night is still young I just 
it seems like your organization is in need of some assistance, especially tonight, given the attacks levied upon it by who knows who was Funyun working for, but... I, I, I might have a form uh, if, if, if you'd like to officially sign. I, I, I'm sure I have it up in my office somewhere. I, can, I have the sash. You, you might be able to earn your first badge tonight. But what oh say you? Oh, my God. <laughs> Five badges and you get the hat. There's a sash. There's a... Oh, my dear boy, there is a sash. I look back at the rest of the band. I'll be, I'll be right back. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just... But there's no, a sash. No, 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 no. It could replace the bag and the emotional hole it filled. Uh, I'll buy you no. a sash. I'll buy oh, you a sash. It's not the same. I want to earn it. I'll give it to you if you don't go up there. I guess... I'm, I'm sorry, Alistair. I think... We're very eager to see what's up in the sky above above the town. So maybe after we reconcile our thoughts up there, we can all the way back down. I give him like a knowing wink. Like we'll just, oh yeah, we'll talk. I'm not the best at social cues, uh, obviously <laughs> with a hole in my head. But I think I understand you, my dear boy. Well, uh, is it just us? Um, wh- wh- where did everybody else go in the party? And you can see that Axarod is like drinking with the king's hammers and telling stories and jimothy's kind of just like twiddling his feet and like looking over like twiddling hey. his feet so he's like sitting <laughs> in a really <laughs> tall chair yes that's exactly exactly he's just how i pictured him he's just twiddling his feet swinging his legs around <laughs> yep that's that's Are what we, he looks like Alistair, do we need anyone uh, I mean, Axelrod looks comfortable i think he could stay do you want to bring jimothy or I matters not to me. He uh, he doesn't believe me uh, one way or the other, so it's fine. Uh, but really, it's it's. I just wanted to know if uh, if your girl might be joining us, uh, Sir Harden. Uh, uh, um, Harden is just taking it back. But she had to go. Unfortunately, she had a uh, a prior engagement she needed to attend to, but she told me to tell you that she had a great time and that that's the kind of relationship we have where I would be the person that she would tell to tell you that. Uh, deception with disadvantage. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you probably said it through tears, so... Yeah. <laughs> it's a 14. He goes, right. <laughs> I give him another wink and go, after the thing, I'll see you about the sash, just so he can get it through his little eye hole, in case he was having trouble earlier. Perfect. Okay. Uh, well, just this way, if, if you uh, wouldn't mind joining me. Um, and, and you there, please, uh, clean this mess. And he's pointing now to the three of the servants who, it's been two episodes since they've been acknowledged. Uh, now, back up the stairs you go. So you begin climbing the stairs as a party, following Alistair up a winding set to three, four stories. Eventually, you reach what looks to be like an outlook post. Um, Think like a gazebo um, with open walls all around you held up by poles and a lovely tea set and a telescope. He turns to you all and says, It happens quite frequently, but it seems that many times when I bring others up with me, they are unable to see it. So... I apologize now if this does, in in fact, mean that I have serious brain trauma, uh, but I'm hoping, praying, crossing my fingers, that you can see it too. So Alistair begins walking towards the telescope and says, I've been retired for about a month now since my injury and my memory loss. Each night I come up here to ponder what went wrong. How did I miss that shot? 30 years as a savage controller and never have I ever shot myself before. Was that gust of wind a message from the gods? A freak accident? Do I need to change my outlook on life? Well, when I come up here, I often stargaze and think about those very questions. And look, that's where I found this. It's something odd indeed. And he holds the telescope kind of towards your group. Who's going to be looking through? I'll step forward. Okay, so as you step up to the telescope and peer down, he says, Look up here, and you're bound to see it. Do you see that over there, that dark black cloud amongst the rest of the overcast? It doesn't move. 
And I need you to roll me a perception check right now to see how much info you get from this stargaze. That'll be a 17. A 17, okay. So after about a half minute of searching, and it's a, it's a dark night, like it's not easy to see right now. Uh, there is overcast, so you're not seeing a ton of stars over the city. But noticeably, there is one cloud that is much darker than its neighboring clouds uh, as well with the slight breeze in the wind you can see that some of the clouds are shifting slightly not the one that you have fixed in your telescope so you do actually see the cloud that he's talking about i need you to roll an investigation check that's a 22 okay with a 22 you then see something uh, else in the night sky there's the dark cloud there's the rest of the night but now there's the silhouetted shadow beating orbiting and circling this dark cloud as if it's a mothership. It looks to be dancing almost in the night sky. You certainly see something moving. I need one last time you to roll me an investigation check with advantage as he now zooms in the telescope to its like 100x uh Oh, that's right. As you said, roll with roll. I did, and then as you were saying, with advantage, the first one was going, and it was a nat one, and it's like, oh, okay, thank you. So that'll be a fifteen instead. Okay, is the DC to see this? Great job. Ooh. That would have been funny. Um, in this zoomed in telescopical telescopal view, telescopic, telescopic. Yeah, thank you guys. You see, dancing through the dark sky, a massive, scaly, green dragon. I'm going to just relay that to the crew. First off, I'm going to relay that to the guys in the mind chat first, because I don't want Alistair getting too horny for like, oh, there's a great beast <laughs> in the sky or something like that. Sure. What do you say? Uh, so, I think I've got... I think Ibukashi, we've got an eye on the city and or the building, and we've got an eye on the dragon, so... Anyone else want to take a look? I'm pretty locked in on this thing. Zed will fancy a, a peek. Zed's going to take a look, observe kind of what King of Brew just described, or he's just described. Mm -hmm. I'm always a little confused there. Um, he's also going to be kind of casing the sky and just outside the window... He's not really sure that, kind of like, um, you know, he's just alluded to, maybe not filling Alistair in on what we're seeing. So he's gonna take some time and try and conjure up some, uh, some spelly spells or something to maybe disguise the record shortly. Okay. Uh, so he's gonna step away quietly from the telescope. Uh, in the mind chat, I'm just gonna. This is, I guess the group can hear, but this is directed at Chode. He's like, is there anything else we need from him? Um. So you've, you've found where we need to go. We've got a trajectory. Hey, I, I don't see why we still need this guy. Ask about the reward. Uh, that's a, uh, that's a good point. We Grimble, need him alive. Here too. <laughs> Um, Mr. Alistair, you said <laughs> there's a rewards for... I did! Why, why, why don't you come forward, little one? And he's looking at you, Grimble. Uh, Grimble steps forward. Now come here. Okay, so... And he kind of, like, kneels beside Grimble as if presenting him on, like, the uh, shopping channel. Here we have a fully grown gnome weighing in at... Uh, I think it was 49 pounds. With a height of? 3 foot 11. You, my friends, will get this in a platinum statue carved to the exact customs of how your friend Grimble looks here. Okay? If you can bring the head of the dragon to me. Now, we can talk about how much that customization looks 
like uh, if you only bring a scale or something like a claw or a tooth, okay? But you do, in fact, need to bring proof that that dragon is real, it exists, and that I am not going crazy. Do that, and aforementioned Grimble will have a twin statue made of platinum uh, at your disposal, worth plenty of cash. I'm giving showed like a really eye-rolly look right now. I just... Didn't give, mind give it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, right. I launch yeah. into Alistair. You what, sorry? Uh, I attack Alistair with my psychic knives. <laughs> okay, holy shit. Uh, sure, I need initiative rolls from everybody, please. Yes, sir. 24 for Jode. I got 21 for Hayes. 18 for Zed. 7 for Grimble. 10 for Ratboy. Okay, perfect. Jode, you're up. Or, well, you know what? I'll give Hayes, I'll give you the surprise round here because you attacked him. Sweet. First action, just attack. That is a 12 to hit. Uh, He's not wearing his... Yeah, that hits. Sick. Oh, he's yeah, dead. This guy who's just after a party, right? Like, he's not... Yeah, yeah like, he's... Uh, yeah, like, his, his normal AC is one thing, but his party AC is something else. But his charisma is so much higher. It's All so right, so that's five higher. damage on the first one. Second attack. Okay. It's a 13. So hits. Uh, that's eight more damage, so twelve total. And then I assume one of us, the other, it's a pretty small area up here, right? Someone's got to be within five feet of them. Yes, I yeah, would say right. that so you were sneak, attack. sneak attack range. Yeah. So that's an additional seven damage. So that's nineteen damage of just okay. non-visible psychic knives, just stabbing them and not bleeding. Awesome. Oh, not uh, bleeding. He goes. Uh, uh, I say. I say. Uh, how? What? What? And uh, you can see that he's very hurt, very bloodied, but not quite dead yet. Chode, you're up. Perfect. Um, I'm going to draw my greatsword and just slash him across, like, the chest with it. Okay, sure. Yeah, go ahead. That's a natural 20. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> um, do you want me to roll damage first and then wild magic? It or? doesn't matter because he's dead if you roll higher than a two. Um, but I do absolutely need wild magic. Okay. In case it affects the tower or you guys or something. So yeah, I did 18 damage for which was frost there. Yeah. So Alistair is disemboweled in his tower. Perfect. That's for football's brother. You piece of shit. What did you get on your D 100 wild magic table? And this is because you got a natural 20 with your magic sword, just in case yeah. there's any confusion. Uh, a 90 and a zero. So 90. Uh, okay, Chode. Um, you're not sure for how long, but you uh, almost quadruple in size. You oh. are now, you're from medium, you now become large. So oh. you occupy four spaces now. Yo. Oh. I like Chode, what's Super going on? Super Mario, like. Are you like a true mech yeah. now? Like. Yeah, I'm like, am I like Gundam size now? Uh, you are exactly double your height and eight times your weight. <laughs> the magic carpet's not working. The magic carpet plan might be out of the... Chode is not coming on the carpet. I, yep. Are I... you aware this is happening or is it just like a surprise? Like all of a sudden you just quadruple in size. He does this cool dramatic death scene with Alistair and then just expands and like squishes him <laughs> against the wall. I'm 13 and a half feet tall. Okay. And you say my weight quadruples? No, by eight. Octuples. Octuples? Octuples, yeah. I weigh 2,400 pounds now. <laughs> Is there a fighting pit in this town? <laughs> you just, just quick tank little detour. Um, so Do we just really take over the city? Well, w w what immediately <laughs> happens is you get you definitely take over the fucking tower as your head smashes through the gazebo roof and like you're now sitting almost fully on it because it's a ten by ten room, so like <laughs> you now take up almost all of it. What happened? Why did the roof get so small? Everyone just squished against like the wall and chode. Just like, God, God damn it! Can I uh, roll? Uh, I don't know whether it's going to be investigation or perception, but I want to pay attention to the guards and whether I can hear them 
from like down. I don't know how high up are we. I know we went up this tower, but I don't know if it's like a. So a you're like flight. four. You're four levels up, so like f like forty steps essentially. Okay. So it would be 45, 46. Um, I just rolled to see what the structural integrity of the tower was, and I swear to God, I rolled a one. So I'm gonna need everybody to make me a, a dexterity saving throw, please. Oh God. Oh fuck. Fourteen. Twelve. Okay. That's a three for oh, the big jungus. Okay, and that's the one that I was waiting on. Oh no, sorry, that wasn't a saving throw. This is a saving throw. It's a fourteen. Sorry, I did a okay, check fantastic. the first time around. That's a sixteen for me. Okay, so the good news for you guys is I made this a relatively low DC because obviously I didn't think that I would be rolling a one. Um, but for the super large robot who rolled a three, um, Chode, unfortunately, you are definitely cracking through at least to the next floor down. Uh, but everybody else, it seems to have saved. Zed, I didn't hear your roll, though. That was a 14. 14, okay, yeah. So everybody's everybody that rolled a 10 or higher is good, except for Chode. Um, so Chode, I need you to roll me another dexterity saving throw as you're kind of now going through to the next floor. Until you save, you're going to go Just keep going down. <laughs> yeah. Can I actually use Featherfall on Chode? Like, I know he's huge. Um, uh, read me the mechanics of Featherfall, and is there a size or? It's a reaction. Choose up to five falling creatures within range. Um, there is no size specification. Perfect. Okay, so yes, what I will say then is, Chode, you're going to take one level of damage, which is four damage. Wow. Um, but you saved him from getting absolutely torched through. Uh, through the tower. Yes, you can use Featherfall, and uh, it's at this time, Zed, that you begin to hear some of the guards downstairs start stirring. Uh, okay, guys, we are going to have to... I mean, I don't think we can get Chode out of here. Uh, but we do have to get Alistair's body out of here, because we already know they can speak to the dead, and if they talk to him, it's not going to go great for us. You guys hear some rustling uh, behind you. As you guys turn around, there is now another Alistair <laughs> who goes, Well, luckily I say we do have a giant robot to hide him in now. I'm gonna gonna knock on like the shit container on your leg. <laughs> I went through the floor, so my I would assume your head, head is, is now like just like, like eye level. Yeah. Open ah, that mouth and we just <laughs> shove the body into Cho's cavern. <laughs> And uh, we're just going to pretend that Alistair's okay. Where is Alistair right now? In front of you. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's smiling. Okay. I assume he's all the holes in show just lead to one giant internal cavern because there's no like actual yeah. digestive tract. It's just like different ways to put him in his torso. Okay. Um... <laughs> Connor, I, I, I rolled a 15 on the deck save for like falling through the next floor. Oh, perfect. Okay, yeah. So e either way, with, with that and the Featherfall, you are now kind of just one floor beneath. And you didn't take out the whole room. It's really more like half to a third of the floor is caved in. Everybody else is kind of like hugging the wall. Like, what the hell just happened? Um, and Alistair's in your mouth. And you can hear guards coming up like, what, what, the, what the hell? What, what's going on? And eventually they do make it to your thigh chode because... You kind of crunch through that last part of stairs. Uh, what the hell are you doing? And they're looking at you, the giant robot. Can I hear them if my like head is on the other level? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you okay. can look down and see them. Like you're kind of in a sinkhole type of thing. All right, I'm gonna be like, uh, I I grew big somehow. I don't know why. Is everybody okay up there? Alistair's going to call down from the top floor, just, oh, well, we're quite all right up here, I say, but I uh, just fooling around with some of our magical friends up here, and things have gotten a, a little out of hand. I'm sure once he shrinks or it wears off, we'll be right as rain to come down. If you boys need to find some crimes approximately anywhere else, that would also be okay right now. <laughs> so, yeah, but we are good up here. Uh, I was going to say roll persuasion with disadvantage, but because you literally are Alistair, I'll just take a straight roll persuasion just to see my, if you can get rid of these guards. Just my house. Just, yeah, my house. Yeah. That's 14. Uh, all right. Yeah. If you need us, we'll just be 
uh, in the area, I, I get you want us to leave fully or just downstairs. I mean, did you did you complete your your Dietrich investigation? Uh, more or less, yeah. The 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 little one pretty much fessed up to it, so we're happy here. If, right, well, if you're sure you're, everything's fine, yeah, everything's fine up here. If you're if you're satisfied that you caught the the villain who slew my friend Dietrich, I thank you for your service, and uh, uh, it'll come back around at Christmas time when the donation checks come out, gentlemen. Thank you very much. Okay, all right, yeah, see ya. And they leave. Just the whole time, I'm just looking at the rest of the group being like, I don't know, I don't, just, okay. <laughs> they have Christmas here, apparently. Yeah, I was just gonna say. American dollars and Christmas. <laughs> Zed is going to um, poke Joe's giant head that's in front of him. Uh, please don't do that. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to. Um, so, I hate to be the bearer of bad news here, but I don't think you're gonna fit on the carpet anymore. Uh, no, probably not. So, uh, this is awkward, but did you want us to, like, wait for you to get smaller, or are you okay if we, like, go ahead without you? Can we, like, detach your head and I wear you as a helmet and you can kind of, like, come along? (laughs) Chode, roll strength saving throw. Uh, 1321. Ooh. Uh, so as the minute of being large uh, elapses, uh, your your metal holds firm as uh, the body inside you is crunched. Um, <laughs> is crunched. It's like a garbage that magic. Like a- yeah. If the DC, I swear to you, was a was a 20, <laughs> and you got a 21. You got weak metal, bro. Metal should be bones. Well, yeah, just it's face, face, face. Thank God bones. I have a plus eight to my strength check. Yeah, I rolled a thirteen. <laughs> um, so yeah, you're full of Alistair goop. Are you just yeah oozing That's, right now? Do you have cool. taste buds? I need to know. No, I thought he had no sense of taste or smell. Is what we've established. Just wanted yeah. to make sure. Yeah, no taste or smell. Maybe he developed it along the way. Maybe Grimble upgraded him. Maybe the real smells were the friends we made along the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, now that I'm small, can I like pull myself back up? To yeah, like, to the level that you were just at. Yeah, yeah for sure. Okay, cool. Um, when I get up there, I'm gonna be like, "Oh, hey, uh, I don't feel so good." Oh. And then, like, you'll see a little trap door open between my legs, and a little cube of Alistair will just like pfft, drop out. Uh. Be like, "Oh, sorry, I, I, I didn't know I could do that." So, uh, I guess I forgot to take the body out before I shrunk. I thank, thank goodness the, <laughs> thank goodness the king's hammers are gone. Uh, I don't know if they can. I don't know what shape the body needs to be in for them to ask questions. They could, maybe ask this pile of meat some stuff. So just in case, uh, Hayes is just gonna grab it and kind of throw it over the balcony onto the roof, <laughs> just just good and out of the way. <laughs> Just like on the backyard side of the house, so no one walking by sees it. <laughs> and we're just going to leave it there for for the birds. That's how Alistair would have wanted it. And on the savannah, facing the sunrise. <laughs> it's kind of poetic that he's going to be picked alive by vultures. Yeah. Not picked Grimble's going to go up to Hayes. And say... Hayes, couldn't we have waited till after we got the reward to kill him? I mean, he was going to give us a reward. The way... The way I see it now, everything he had was just mine now. So we could do statues. We can do beyond that. I'm starting to realize that realistically, the only thing between me and things going very smoothly is a very jagged sense of morality so yeah we could just if there's anything you guys want in the house feel free there was a cool weapons room downstairs we can go check that out before we go if we want but yeah we could get you those those statues if you want if you bring me the head of a green dragon that part still stands (laughs) 
<laughs> Zed, Zed uh, is going to look around for um, all these pieces of paper that Alex used to leave with, like, the codes to his safes. Can, I, can we go to his office? Uh, yep. Okay, I'm gonna go down. I'm gonna find a sash. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah, you find a sash. <laughs> I secretly stick a sash <laughs> in my pocket so the other guys don't notice me taking a sash and a handful of badges that I will be stitching on at appropriate times later. Excellent. Uh, Grimble's going to run to the wall of weapons and see if there's anything like gnomish or something that he could use. Sure. Yeah. Uh, now, because you did roll an investigation on this earlier and you kind of saw all the different options, I will say that, um, correct me if I'm wrong, this might catch your eye. Uh, it's a little gnome hooked hammer with a few twists. Uh, it's a menacing two headed weapon with a large sledgehammer on one end and a hooked sickle on the backside. Um, essentially, Grimble, this is a two handed weapon. You can choose whether or not you're hitting with the hammer side or the sickle side. They do different things. So, Damn. there we go. Uh, I'm still kicking around the office. I'm gonna. Can I find a, a you know some parchment in a quill? Yep. All right. I'm gonna write out a will, um, just in case anything happens to Alistair. I'm just gonna leave everything to the Red Hand Band. Okay. And I'm just going to write that out, sign it, and just put it in a nice little folder in my top desk drawer. And I'm going to write just in case on the folder. Okay, noted. Uh, anybody else? Oh, shit. Have anything? <laughs> um, did I find any uh, passwords to saves? If you were looking for an investigation on that, it was an 18. Yeah. Okay, Zed, with an 18, you find a secret room behind a bookshelf that one of his Ooh. notes alludes to. It looks to be his personal hunting uh, inventory where he keeps all of his uh, hunting gear. So you see a few potions on the wall, all of a purple hue. You can see that there's also a blowgun with a number of darts um, and you get the sense that these are sleep darts. You also find a number of different hunting traps. So picture bear traps, but a little bit more easily camouflaged. You also find uh, four healing potions, as well as a hunting rifle with 12 shots. Very cool. Um, I'm gonna stash all this stuff in my, my pack. I'm pretty excited. Yeah, aside from the gun, it's the gun's gonna be too big. You're gonna yeah. have to over the shoulder that guy. You know what? If if I may, be given my long cloak and robe, it's gonna be a real like trench coat, hide the gun vibe. Totally cool. I just, yeah, it's like just not a, this it's way, not a bag so you gotta gun. like swish your coat around and like whip it up. Yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be pretty concealed if I may. But, um, question for you, DM, can I roll to see if I would recognize these purple potions and what specifically they would be? Sure. Roll a medicine check or a history check or a regular intelligence check. Well, luckily, they're all the same. That's a nine. A nine? You don't know what these potions are, but you do re uh, remember that while the three Savage Control Society members were shooting at you when you guys were on the boat, they had a purple, like, glow to them. Okay, cool. So I was going to assume it's some kind of, like, heightened vision or focus. And that is what I'm going to run off when I eventually use one. Awesome. Uh, yeah. So I will return to the uh, the main room. Um, look around. Like, hey, did did we stash that body somewhere yet? Because there's a there's just a hidden room here that would definitely keep it concealed forever. Uh, it's gone. Oh, okay. The body okay. is gone. Do not worry. 
about actually I was just straight and jump goes oh what body I don't know what body you're talking about <laughs> and then again big knowing wink but with I tried to do it with I forget I don't have an eye there so it's just got really gross like <laughs> sound it's like an eyelid <laughs> closes over an empty cavity oh. um alright I, I yeah I assume you guys found a really good spot anyway so the best sounds great I'd say so I look up to the roof just to see if there's anything leaking through it's no, a your friend it's a good roof, right? Like, I'm not just, you know, solidly built, can definitely right, can we support go? a body. I feel like we should leave now. Can we go? Yeah, honestly, we should probably go see Pythos. I think, I mean, we could always come back here, because, again, this is my place. Uh, but for now, I say we, we've we made a pretty convenient skylight slash magic carpet heliport. And if we want to just head up that way, I think we're probably pretty good to go. Go check out Pythos now. Chode's already laying on the magic carpet. Let's ride. I join him and we, we hover just slowly up the stairs. I'm going to like hop over Chode like since he's laying on it. Just like he's like a horse like on his back. <laughs> like I'm laying on it like schoolgirl on the bed like style. <laughs> yeah. like my, what are you, like, hands what are you my laying on it on your like, back? Because then Front, if I like, just oh, straddled you, we've got a very imagining... different experience. I was imagining Kate, uh, whatever her name is from Titanic, Rose, just like on his side, yeah. just like lounging. Yeah. But I was going to be like on one side. Rad me like one of your French me. carpets. Yeah. I grab a bowl of grapes on the way out. Grimball just has his, his like arm up in the air, hoping someone swoops him. I got you, buddy. Uppies. <laughs> <laughs> I'll grab the badger too. Yeah. I was going to say, so as, as your party stands right now with the size of everybody you're good to all be on the carpet uh jinxy it's been about an hour and a half since your last wild shape so you've got about an hour and a half left yeah, jinxy's gonna man bear this dragon so we'll be okay cool and with that on your takeoff towards the dark cloud in the sky and the dangers that encircle it we're gonna end the episode there what? Let's go. I look back to see a flock up. of pibs already encircling the body <laughs> on the roof. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You've reached the end of the episode. Thanks for listening. Hey, wait, don't go yet. If you enjoyed what you heard, please give us an honest review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear from you. As well, please follow us on Instagram at EldritchBuds. It's where we post announcements, art, memes, and more. A special thanks to Arcane Anthems for the in-game music and to Zach Parks for our killer intro music. Until next episode, thanks for tuning in, buddies.